Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Good morning. Today, my guest is owner of Borders Based CY Lettings, Camilla Younger. Morning, Camilla. Good morning, Gillian. Good morning. And thank you for inviting me to uh, the City Let's podcast. Uh, thank you for coming on. Now, Camilla, you have had over 18 years experience in the private rented sector um, and you now have your own independent private residential letting consultancy. So tell us about the services you offer and the areas you operate. So, so yes, um, an exciting lettings career I have had. And um, as a registered letting agent, I am based in the borders where the majority of my work is. And uh, I do a bit of work in Edinburgh as well for clients. Um, so the services that I offer are really bespoke to suit the client's needs. And um, I work through their requirements to what they um, so wish. So just not listing them in in any particular order, I advise um, landlords with their compliance and assess properties before letting or being re-let. I offer a tenant find only service um, with the full move-in package to include viewings, arranging viewings, referencing lease documentation, inventories and rent and deposit are paid directly to the landlords. Landlords have come to me because they found their own tenants and they just want a bit of guidance, um, particularly with the compliance and ticking that right box. Or we put the, the property on the open market with city lets. Um, I've also carried out and do carry out a full file audit to ensure that the, the files are got fully signed leases and there are valid safeties. And once I check the files, I then go off and do mid-tenancy inspections and put together reports with my findings. I also do annual rent increases. Uh, I do problem solving and I'm literally here hand-holding my clients as and when they need me. Gosh, so huge, huge variety of services. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the borders, I mean, it's a very varied market, you know, from homes within different towns to large rural houses and their residential outbuildings. So what are typical type of properties and clients that you tend to deal with? So um, the typical types of properties and clients that I have are really mainly um, rural based with um, small portfolios of cottages and farmhouses. And I do a bit of work in Edinburgh with the with uh, individuals who've got flats as well. But mainly it's rural traditional cottages and farmhouses of all shapes and sizes. Okay, well, let's go back and 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 um, and hear how it all started for you. Because a large wealth of experience was built up through Etty and Co. In fact, fourteen years. Um, so, what drew you into residential property as a career? Now, that's an interesting question. I'd always worked in the commercial uh, property sector, and I, I've always had a love of property um, until I joined Retty in two thousand and two, and. Retty have 
amazing stock and I mm. and I felt the buzz of walking into that office and I thought this is going to be great I'm going to enjoy lettings even though to begin with I was rather nervous about getting it all right in particular serving the shorter shore tenancy and getting form 85 um, signed first but then I just took to it like a duck to water and thoroughly enjoyed the variety of work involved and it suited uh, me and my values and it was really all down about communication being organized and from that I've, I've never really looked back and I still enjoy letting some amazing um, houses and property and really bringing together a deal between the landlord and the tenant where everybody is happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, and I think, you know, that that's what's important. Well, you know, moving over to to, to that to borders market itself. In your view, do you think the borders PRS? Do you think it's experienced an increase in demand since the pandemic? You know, possibly attributed to people uh, feeling less required to be close to the city or searching for more outdoor and working space. Yes, very much so. There's been a, a huge push for people wanting to move out of the cities and towns, and we're also seeing a number of people moving from, from the south. Um, however, we have got a shortage of stock now, and as the city lets stats have shown, January 20 versus 2021, 20, we were down 60%, which shows a, a great shortage of stock. So... Mm -hmm. Yes, every, for every property that people are putting up at the moment, there is a 2030 queue of applicants after it. Gosh, and, and do you feel the demographic of tenants searching for properties in the borders has changed then, you know, since the pandemic? Yes, I, I, I think so. I think we're seeing, you know, more people working from home and we've got homeschooling and we've got just a bigger space and everybody being more in their homes. So yes, I, I think people are, are definitely moving, moving out of the town and um, out of the town and into the country. So how has the supply of residential lets in the borders then been affected by the pandemic? The supply of the properties doesn't seem to have been changed too much. If anything, it has shrunk. Um, as, as we've seen, you know, we're down 60% on, on stock. And I think this is really down to um, the, the landlords investing in their properties and offering good quality stock and with very settled tenants who see no need to move. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't, you know, if you want to rent a flat at the moment, that's absolutely fine, but there are no family houses yeah, um, available. Mm -hmm. So, so how does the average rent in the borders compare then to, to other rural areas in Scotland? Uh, so the average rent across all council areas was £827 per calendar month. Mm -hmm. The average rent in accessible rural areas, i.e. within a 30-minute drive, um, was £795 per calendar month. And in the borders, the average rent is only £559 per calendar month. Oh, so, so it's a big difference. It's on a par with Dumfries and Galloway at 550 mm -hmm. per calendar month. But interestingly, Highland region is sitting at 709 So it, it's a wide variety of rents, but the borders rents have tend to be relatively low. Mm -hmm. 
Which is quite an interesting. That is interesting because, I mean, how do smaller properties fare compared to larger properties rent-wise in the Scottish borders? Well, the average one-bed rent, um, again, which has come from city lets, is £383 per calendar month mm -hmm. with uh, an average of 27 days to let. Um, with an average two bed is sitting at £527 per calendar month with 25 days to let. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we then, uh, then a three bed is sitting at 734 which is taking a longer time to let at 46 days. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a large leap to the four beds, which are at 1,135, uh, taking 20 days to let. So a wide variation of rents. But I'm saying that places like Peebles and West Linton, which are commutable to area, do command the higher rental um, above the average, mm -hmm. which is which is interesting. So. Yeah, they don't really, they, funnily enough, they don't kind of fall into those stats. <laughs> Let's just talk about kind of rent arrears for a moment, because obviously, you know, and sadly, the ability for some tenants to pay rent has been affected by the pandemic. So are you aware of an increase in rent arrears within the borders? No, no. The border seems to be um, unaffected by, by rent arrears. Um, I think everybody thought that there was going to be a, a, a mass crisis of rent arrears and how were the tenants going to pay. But no, no, I'm not hearing or seeing any rent arrears. Um, and if anything, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, the landlords are reassessing and beginning to put rents up. Right. Okay. Which is interesting. So that is interesting. It's, it, it's good to hear, obviously, that there's not been a kind of high case. No. Um, now, it's believed by Scottish Land and Estates, of which you remember, that the imminent change in EPC standards for privately rented homes across Scotland will damage rural housing. Do you share those concerns? And you know what do you see as the challenges for your border clients? So, yes, the, the EPC changes are causing... Um, are causing concerns to the landlords because, as I've said uh, previously, the, the rural stock is of traditional build. And the challenges for my clients are how are we going to get these properties up to EPCD by March 2025, albeit the, the legislation is on hold. Mm -hmm. So the questions is really are, where are they going to find the money to do the work if they're not eligible for funding? And as we have seen, the rents are low, mm -hmm. so their income is low. And then what happens if the property does not meet the new rating despite investment and having applied for exemption, will there then be another piece of legislation introduced? So there are a lot of unknowns in there. Mm -hmm. um, owners will need to provide evidence that they have attempted to achieve the rating up to a cost of £10,000 per property. So yeah. if you own, say, five to ten properties, that is a big outlay and you may not necessarily reach the improvement required. Mm -hmm. um, there was an interesting article in the, in the Telegraph which spoke volumes saying that there is a pressure on the owner put under the government's climate change policy. And it went on to say that it may trigger rural owners selling, which will then shorten the stock. 
And if you didn't sell, you would need to increase your rent by 6% per annum over 15 years to recover the cost. Gosh. So that's a big sum, that's yeah. a big sum of money. And I'm also aware of some owners doing cost analysis of improvements versus market rent versus demolition. Oh, and I am aware of some clients who have actually, it has been more cost effective to see um, a, a demolition. Um, so there's a whole heap of things going on. And I think also with some of my clients, they've had long-term tenants, um, what do we do with the tenants? If we take the properties back to do the work, where are we going to rehouse them? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think there might be a migration from the private uh, rented sector to social housing mm -hmm. to accommodate these tenants while the landlords are taking the properties back to consider their options if they, if they can't get them up to this EPCD rating. So it's a big challenge. Yeah. Um, do you think... This will have maybe or possibly significant effects then on rent because, as you say, you know, landlords will need to find the funding if, if they're not eligible somewhere to to cover these costs. So, you know, what will this mean for future rents? And and then if many landlords do sell, then, you know, obviously there's going to be less supply, more demand. Again, another reason, you know, rents might go up. You know, how do you see obviously affecting rents then in the future? Well, I think what we're seeing at the moment that rents are going up already because of the shortage of stock. So I think that the rents will increase um, because of the investments that are going to have to be made. Mm. So it, it's a big subject and, um, you know, we'll have to be guided by legislation and what is best for the individual client and on what they propose to do with their stock. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Well, the only other thing I was going to say, the, 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 there is the tradesmen um, are in short supply and, um, you know, they've got huge workloads at the moment too. So if we're going to go to this EPCD for 2025, people need to start planning now, really and trying to get the, the tradesmen and quotes in. Yes, in time, obviously there's been so much change in the past few years with legislation. Now obviously COVID, and then obviously other kind of imminent legislation. So it's challenging times for, for landlords and particularly in the borders with the rural properties. Well, let's go back to CY Lettings and its services. As you offer bespoke assistance, you know, out with the PRS too, don't you? Can, can you tell us a bit more about, you know, additional ways in which you can, you know, can help people? Yes, so I, I can offer a decluttering uh, business, which for me is just like a big checkout. And, um, <laughs> which rates afterwards. <laughs> yes, so I, as an example, I, I helped um, move out some owners who had been in a very large house with nine bedrooms, and they, the family had been in it for over 100 years. Wow. So I spent um a, a huge amount of time with the owners clearing out cupboards and packing up and um which was quite interesting and i was given <laughs> i was given a whole box of old keys and told to go and find the locks oh <laughs> which was hilarious and then i was told could you take out all the picture hooks of the house which took me three full days 
so, so that was a very satisfying job and it was lovely to help the family who had sold. So that was, that was very satisfying. Um, and you know, I've, I, I did some packing up and I coordinated the removal men. Um, so I also, I do residential viewings and on occasions I'm a search agent for sales and lettings. So that's a little bit outside my, my private rented sector business. You kept very busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, finally, let, let's end on he and hear more about you and kind of what you enjoy out with property because you involve yourself um, in the local community, don't you? I think, I believe you're a committee member of the People's Show as well as an usher at Eastgate Theatre. So t tell us a bit more about these interests and, and many others that you're engaged in. Yes, so lots of community, community spirited work, I think is how to put it. Um, I was brought up in Peeblesher and my mother pioneered the, the Eastgate Theatre. Oh, so I very much enjoy my ushering evenings there. And, you know, as soon as we're allowed out, we will wow. be able to, you know, start again. Um, also, interestingly, I, um, the, the church, which is now the Eastgate Theatre, is where I had my dancing lessons as a child. Got a, a great affiliation with the Eastgate Theatre. Um, people show, yes, very much involved in, in the committee on that. Um, my love of horses is, has brought me to that, and I am very much involved on, on that side of the show. Um, I am a member of the Broughton Choral Society, where I love singing, and I'm a committee member of that. Um, I'm also on the board of Ilden Housing Association, which is the biggest housing association in the borders. And I can see the parallels between the, the private rented sector and social housing drawing closer together in terms of the working of the legislation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, which is, which is, it is becoming, you know, quite clear. Um, I'm also a director of Eildon Enterprise, which is the non-social part of Eildon, um, which where we focus on the mid-market rents. So I'm still very much involved in housing. I need to ask, it's not within everyone's temperament to become a letting agent. So what would clients say as to the reason for your 18 years of success in the industry? Um, that is a very good question, Gillian. Thank you for asking it. I think my clients might ultimately say that I was rather bossy, which is why <laughs> I think it has helped me in my lettings career, um, which I think is, is, is the honest answer to that. <laughs> so just being a bossy boots. Yes, I think so. Perhaps assertive is a better word, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, they come, they, they come back for more, so I can't be doing something too wrong. How have, you found, how have you found lockdown yourself? How have you found this lockdown, actually, compared to last lockdown? Well, I've missed um, entertaining and being with my friends, actually. <laughs> um, this one has been, it's been long, I think, um, compared to... the. You, the one last summer when, you know, the weather was so good and you could get out and about, and I suppose it was a novelty then. That's right. Um, but we've gone through a dark winter, but we've got life, uh, light now, so, and things are beginning to move and there is light at the end of the tunnel. So it'll be good to get out and be with your, uh, be with family and friends and mixing, you know, and meeting new people and, you know, just generally 
getting on with life again. Back to a bit more normality, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, thank, thank you so much, Camilla. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And um, and hopefully we'll see you, obviously, this has been on, on Zoom. Meet again can properly and have you back on the podcast in the future again. Yes, that would be lovely, Gillian. And thank you so much for your time. It's been great speaking with you. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property lending. For more information on today's show, you can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Thank you.